Father, thank you for our time together today. We thank you, Lord, for your word that it goes out for the purpose for which you send it and it accomplishes the purpose. Uh, and we can be confident in that, that your word is living and active. It's more powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it, uh, it is able to penetrate and do uh, just deep surgery where we need it the most. Thank you that it's more powerful than an illustration or a story, that it's longer lasting, it transcends all cultures, all languages, for all time, for all age groups, for all scenarios. And we thank you, Lord, that there is nothing like your word. And it's because of that uh, we approach it this morning with reverence and awe and respect, and we ask that you would use it for your glory and for your majesty, that you would speak to us and that you would transform us into the image of Jesus Christ through the preaching of your word. Let it settle down deep in our heart and make its way into our actions by application. We may be found to have built a house on solid rock. That we would not be as those who build their house on the sand that when the storms of life blow, our foundation is destroyed because we did not build our lives on the foundation of your word. Let us do that today in Jesus name. Amen. So we're talking about security. We're going to read in Psalm 127, and you'll see in this, uh, these five verses where we get this idea of security. Follow along with me. Psalm 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies at the gate. So we're looking at this psalm and we're thinking through Um, What does it mean to be uh, in a secure relationship with God? Just some of the basics about this psalm. Uh, We've looked at a lot of different psalms this summer. This is a psalm, the first one that we've looked at by King Solomon. And you know King Solomon was David's son born out of a relationship with Bathsheba. Uh, that David had with Bathsheba. And so Solomon uh, becomes the king and he becomes the one who builds the temple. A couple of things that you know about Solomon is uh, he um, was very pleasing to God and God offered him anything he wanted. And he said, what I want more than anything is wisdom. And so because of that, Solomon was granted wisdom uh, more than anything else. And so he wrote um, Proverbs. He, he wrote uh, many Psalms. Uh, he wrote um, a lot of our scripture that we consider under the topic of wisdom Psalms. So we've looked at a few different types of Psalms this morning or this summer. We've looked at imprecatory Psalms, right? Those imprecatory ones are the kinds that you pray against your enemies. Um, they're the ones that you pray with a lot of emotion Uh, We've looked at Thanksgiving psalms, lament psalms that make you um, cry over something, enthronement psalms that describe the sovereignty of God, and pilgrimage psalms like these psalms of ascent. These are traveling mixtapes. That's kind of what this would be is a psalm that you would sing on your way somewhere. But this is a a song of Solomon um, that's called a wisdom psalm. That means you should learn something, not necessarily feel something. 
Right? It's a psalm for thinking. It's a psalm for application. When we read Psalm 137, by the waters of Babylon, we hung up our instruments and we, you know, we stopped singing because they wanted us to, to sing in captivity. And we said no. And we said, Lord, break the teeth of the wicked, right? Do all these horrible things to them. That was, the, that was supposed to generate uh, strong emotions. But this is supposed to be a wisdom psalm that makes you think. So where do we get this idea uh, that this is about security? A couple of clues in the text. Uh, follow along with me. Verse 1, uh, we're talking about building a house. Uh, in verse 1, we're talking about someone watching over a city. So in those days, there was someone who stood watch on the wall, and they watched for invading uh, parties, for people, for spies, for things like that. And so the entire security of a city was bound up in one person, the watchman. And so this is an idea of um, a house and then uh, a watchman. Um, the Verse 2 describes work. It's in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. So he's talking about uh, work. Um, in verse 3, he's talking about family and children. Uh, he's talking about the security that comes with many sons. You know, kids were a social security program uh, back in the days uh, that this was being written. This is, a, uh, this is how um, an older generation would be looked after. Um, they, they, they would have been cared for by their children. And so the more children you had, the more secure you were. And so this psalm is getting at the heart of of security, a home, a job, a watchman protecting from enemies, children protecting you like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Um, a quiverful would be like having a strong retirement account. And this is all pictures that any Israelite would have totally grasped. And Solomon um, is kind of channeling this uh, Bruce Springsteen kind of blue collar guy in this image. He's this is Solomon who was born a king. He was born um, in the palace. He had everything he ever wanted, but he's, he's talking about laborers. He's talking about watchmen. He's talking about childbirth. He's talking about all these things that the average construction guy would have understood. And so he's getting to the heart of what makes the average person feel secure. What makes you feel secure? Where do you find your security? Is it in your outward appearance? Are you, are you secure in your looks? Are you secure in your health? Is it the, the ability that you have to get up and go to work and, and use your muscles and use your body? Is that where you feel secure? Do you feel secure with, uh, with your personality? Maybe you have uh, sort of the personality that can walk into a room and, and command attention and sort of uh, negotiate and, and meet the right people. Is your security found in maybe a set of skills? Maybe you have some job skills that make you uh, a secure person. Maybe your security is found in a bank account. And if there are more zeros in your bank account, you feel more secure, more strong. Maybe it's in a house and, and, and your house is sort of the, the place of your security. That if it's, if it's uh, safe, and if it's uh, well-kept, and if it's um, well-furnished, and if it's clean, and if it's happy, and if it's all these things, then you feel most secure in a home. Maybe it's in a relationship with a, a mother or father or a sibling or a spouse or a significant other. All of us need to feel secure because there are a lot of things that make us feel insecure. What makes you feel insecure? Maybe it's your weaknesses. 
Maybe it's a body image thing. Maybe it's a, a past failure that haunts you. And you are always wondering if someone's going to find out something that you've done. Maybe, a, maybe it's a physical danger or a threat. Uh, I interviewed half a dozen people this week. And I asked them, uh, tell me a story about a time you felt most insecure. And um, a, a guy named Phil and his girlfriend Kim were telling me how she was driving through a neighborhood. And out of nowhere in this sort of safe, nice neighborhood... Um, a, a man from another country jumped out in the middle of the street, started waving his hands around um, and waved her over off the side of the road and, and uh, found, this man had apparently found his neighbor face down in the grass for 20 minutes and he was blue and uh, unconscious and she immediately felt insecure. Uh, this is a younger girl and an older man flags her down and she's wondering, all of a sudden, is this a trap? And, and is, is he going to bait me into some kind of a situation? Why is the man on the ground? Why has he been this way for 20 minutes? Why haven't you called 911? Like, why are you asking me, uh, a stranger, to pull over? And, and all these things she described happened to her just yesterday. And she said, I felt insecure about it all day. And Phil, her boyfriend, said as, as soon as she got uh, over to my house, she immediately was you know, shaken by this whole ordeal. What makes us feel insecure? Is it an experience like that? Where do we find our security? Well, this is where I think this text is going. And I think the key phrase for that is, unless the Lord. Unless the Lord. Unless the Lord. Because I want you to see clearly from this text that that unless you have security in your relationship with God, you will not have security anywhere. All right? Unless you have security in your relationship with God, you won't have security anywhere. If you have a great house, if you have a great bank account, if you have great relationships, if you have a great job, if you have great health, if you're hitting you know, the mark on all of those issues and you don't have a strong relationship with God, ultimately, you don't have any security Ultimately, you don't have any security because, because all of us have a day looming. All of us have a day, a date, a future where, where, as the Bible says, that all of us are appointed to die once. And so if you have security in all of these areas, ultimately you have no security. Ultimately, you have no security if you're not secure in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And at the same time, you can have a secure relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and you can have no home, and you can have no strong relationships, and you can have no money in the bank, amen, and you can have not, not a nice car, and you can have, everything can be a wreck, right? And, and if you have a relationship with God through Jesus, you can be more secure than anybody else. Listen, this is the secret that Paul was talking about. We read that last week in Philippians 4.11, that, that I found the moeo, the secret of being content, and that is I can do all things through my relationship with Jesus Christ. Security is found in a relationship with with God. The Bible describes that we are born rebellious. We're born rebellious. Adam and Eve had this pure relationship with God in the Garden of Eden. They walked with Him and, and they, they had this um, close relationship with God. 
a vulnerability that we'll never understand. The Bible describes it as, as they were able to walk um, without clothing in the garden, and this was okay. This sort of intimacy and vulnerability with God was so pure that it didn't seem awkward, right? This is the stuff of nightmares for us, right? Uh, but they were in this secure relationship with God, and, and when they rebelled against God, that relationship was broken. And all of mankind born into this world is born rebellious. They're born into a broken relationship with God. And it's because of that that our ultimate security is fractured at birth. You don't have to teach uh, young children how to sin, right? You don't, have, you don't have to teach a child how to disobey. You don't have to teach a child how to lie. They already know those things. Anybody have a, a toddler, Right? Can anybody say amen to the truth that they are born sinners, right? They're not born pure, good, holy children. They are born with a, with a tendency towards sin. And that's the condition that describes and that points back to this separation from God. But the good news because of that, the good news in that is that God saw us in this broken state and He sent Jesus Christ to mend that relationship. He sent Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin, uh, to live a sinless life. So he wasn't born sinful. Because of his virgin birth, he was born sinless, and he lived a sinless life. And because of that, he was able to offer himself as a substitute on the cross for your sins. And it was acceptable to God, because he was a pure, undefiled sacrifice. So because of his substitutionary death, we're able to have a mended relationship with God. Now, in that, we find security. First and foremost, in our relationship with our Creator. We are brought back together in this relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Uh, I've done a number of weddings, uh, maybe 15 or 20 over the past 15 years or so, and um, I'm willing to do... Uh, to do weddings for two people who are unbelievers. Uh, I'm willing to do a wedding for two people who are believers. Um, but I typically won't do a wedding for one person who's a believer and one person who is an unbeliever. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but, but I'll always do a wedding for two people who are unbelievers. Right? Could be an unusual stance for some, but, but the point is this. It gives me an opportunity because I require at least six sessions of premarital counseling at about two hours a clip. And in that time period, uh, one of the things that I, I insist on is showing them how their relationship with each other will never be as secure until their relationship with God is secure. And the best visual I can give you for this is that if you have uh, two people walking with God and pursuing a relationship with God, that ultimately they will draw closer to each other as they draw closer to God. Right? If you picture a triangle and God at the top of that, that if two people love Jesus and they're walking with God and they're both on this pursuit in a deeper relationship with God, they will naturally draw closer to one another. But if you have two people where one is going toward God and one is going away from God, they will constantly feel that tension. Right? Anybody feel that? Absolutely. We feel that in this relationship sometimes, but even more so in one of those relationships where two people are going the opposite way. And so because of that, I'll do premarital counseling and I will 
ask people, how is your relationship with God? And they'll say, what does that have to do with anything? You know, what is it? We're just, we just want you to say the, help us say the vows and pick the, you know, the ceremony and the songs. We just want you to say, I do and I do and you're married. But, but because of this, I want them to see that their security must be found first and foremost in a right relationship with God. And this is the point. The point of the Bible is that we have this broken relationship with God that was restored with a great cost and a great sacrifice because of Jesus' great love for you. And so we are eternally secure in Jesus Christ. We are absolutely eternally secure in Jesus Christ. But on the other hand, we are eternally insecure apart from faith in Jesus. See, from that relationship flows security in every other area. If you're secure in your faith in Christ, you're secure financially. Jesus can provide anything for you. A few years ago, we uh, left a great job in Oklahoma City because the Lord called us to go to seminary and to get further training. So we packed up, sold our house, packed up and moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, And once we got there, I couldn't find a job for three months. And so we used all of our savings from the sale of our house. And it was when our account was at like maybe a dollar or something like that that I I took a job and uh, began to make money. And at the end of that year, uh, working a couple of jobs, I looked at our tax return and it said that we had made about $16,000 as a full-time student in seminary with with two kids at that point. I was surprised by that. Um, I was so surprised that I, I looked back and I thought, well, how did we make it? How are we not in debt and how, how do we survive? And then I began to look back at my journal and, and there were times when people would just drop groceries off at the house. There were times when people would pay our rent and we wouldn't know about it. There were times when someone would say, hey, the Lord put you on my heart and we've been in between churches and so I, I've been saving up my tithe for six months and the Lord told me to give it to you. And so in that way, we were able to be sustained during a period of time when we we didn't have anything financially. And this was the truth of this point, that if you're secure in your faith in Christ, financially, you're secure. You're absolutely secure in the palm of the hand of the provider, the great provider who can bless you with any need that you might have. Now, now doesn't that go against this passage that says you eat the bread of anxious toil, you're up all night, you're up all early in the morning just sweating the details. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to provide for this? Listen, if you're secure in your relationship with Christ, you're secure financially. If you're secure in your faith in Christ, you are secure in your career and purpose. How many of you know the purpose that God has designed you for? You're walking in the right career that God has called you to, and there's a sense of purpose in what you do. Listen, if, if that's not you, if you're always worrying about your job, or what, what you're going to do next, and what your skill training is, listen, if you're secure in your relationship with Christ, out of that will flow, out of that passionate pursuit of intimacy with God will come, will flow purpose. And God will refine your usefulness to Him in a way that you're able to make money. In this career, you're able to to provide for all your needs through that if you're secure in your relationship with Christ. If you're secure in your faith in Christ, you can be secure in your relationships. Now this is a touchy point for some people because 
Um, I just described a, a relationship where there's friction, where somebody might know Christ and the other might not, and, and that creates tension. And I'm not saying that it will be easy, but I am saying that you can be secure in your relationships because, because you are connected to the one person who can bring peace and security and hope and all those things in the midst of chaos and trial and turmoil. If your security, if your faith is in Christ, you can be secure in your relationships. It includes all those things like confession, repentance, grace, mercy, love, and patience. Like all those ingredients that you would put into uh, this bowl of a relationship, even though it's chaotic and all those things, you can be secure as you exercise those muscles of grace, of forgiveness, of patience, of long-suffering. All those things can happen if you're secure in your relationship with Christ. The point is your security in Christ flows downward into all those relationships and situations. Uh, I do, from time to time, I'll search through Twitter and just uh, other social media sites for different hashtags. And so I, I search the, those hashtags of secure and insecure. Fascinating to see what our public, uh, what our culture finds security in and what they find insecurity in. But one stuck out most of all, uh, and it was this tweet by T underscore Fisher. And he said, because Jesus reconciled us, we are now in relationship with the Father and that relationship is stronger than any sin we could commit. Secure. Did you catch that? You are in a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. And because of that, there is no sin, there is no circumstance, there is no situation that can separate you from the love of Christ. Matthew 28, 18-20, at the end of that, verse 20 says, that there, uh, Lo, I will be with you to the end of the age. Jesus promises His presence in your life. In John 10.27, He says, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them. Listen to the relational security He's communicating. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. Right? You, your faith may waver. Some days you may be up. Some days you may be down. Some days you may be in it. Some days you may struggle. But Jesus says, I give them eternal life. They will never perish. Listen, no one will snatch them out of my hand. And he says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. So listen, the overwhelming message here is that if you are in Christ, your life is in his hands. Your future is in his hands. Your family is in His hands. Your children are in His hands. Your parents are in His hands. Your grandparents, your spouse, your job, your home, your money, your children, everything is in the hands of the One who won't let it slip. The overwhelming message here is, I've got this. I'm looking out for you like nobody else is. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm working night and day so that you can find your security in Me. I'm arranging all these things in such a way that you'll trust me that I've got this, that you're in my hand and you're secure. So the point for us is unless the Lord is, unless we're yielded to Him, unless we're in this relationship allowing Him to be our security, unless He's building our house, unless He's watching our city, unless He's watching over our job, unless He's watching over our families, unless He's involved in all of these things, we will find deep insecurity. 
deep insecurity. But if in Christ our relationship is strong and growing, we will find security that no circumstance can rival. No circumstance can rival. A few years ago, I met a man named Chris Pleckenpole. He was a captain in Iraq. And Chris described the terrors of war in Iraq. And one point he described the utter hopelessness that he was feeling. And so every day he needed to connect with God. He said, I would go into this separate tent and I would pull up a chair and I would set it next to another chair and I would sit in this chair and I would just stare at this chair and have this relationship with God. I said, I needed this connection with God and this chair was the only way I could visualize it in such a terrible place. And so in the process of that, uh, another um, he, he began to grow in security in his relationship with God. And other soldiers under him began to notice that. And so one day a soldier came to him and he said, I'm, I'm terrified about death. I'm terrified about all these things happening. And I've seen you go into this tent. What's going on? And he began to tell him. And through the process of this relationship, Chris was able to lead this soldier to faith in Christ. Now fast forward a few months, Chris describes a time when... Uh, one of their tanks and a convoy completely broke down. And as it broke down, the clock started to tick. Uh, in this sort of war zone, uh, they began to hear pings. Right? This, this bullet fire, the sniper fire was, was coming at the tanks and at the cars and the convoy, and they couldn't get around until this tank was fixed. Uh, and it happened to fall on Chris tank, Chris's tank, and the soldier that he had led to Christ was a uh, a guy that was able to fix the tank. And so they, he had to send the guy outside of the tank, and it took him about forty five minutes to fix the the tank to get it moving again. And he said, as it was, as I was fixing it, all around me there was more and more sniper fire, more and more bullets pinging off the tank around me and, and all of the guys and all the convoy were looking for all the snipers and there was just this firefight happening all around him. And, and listen, he's, this soldier described it this way. He said, Chris, I can't explain it, but I've never felt more secure. I've never felt more at peace and I've never felt God's presence more. He said, I can't, I can't describe it any more than it felt like angels were swatting bullets to my left and right. He said it could have taken six hours with a hundred snipers to fix that tank and I, I never would have felt more secure. Now, can you imagine being in that situation? Listen, that's the proof that I'm trying to get to you is that, that if you're secure in your relationship with God, God can airlift you into any circumstance in the world. And if your security is found in your relationship with God, you will be absolutely at peace in every situation He places you in. At the same time, if you're outside of a relationship with Christ, every circumstance will bring up toil and anxiety and frustration and worry and all of those emotions that we all hate so much. So what can we do, right? What do we do if we're not experiencing Security. What do you do if you're feeling insecure? It could be a lot of things, and I'm not pointing fingers or anything. I'm just going to throw out a couple of things. It could be a lack of faith. Constantly questioning, can God really blank? Can He really bring the right person along? Can He really provide enough money? 
Can he really lead me to the right career? Can he really mend this relationship? Can God really? So oftentimes there's a gnawing sense of chipping away at your faith. Another reason why you might feel insecure. Uh, Maybe it's just a lack of investment in your relationship with God. Maybe like Chris, you need to take a chair and just say, okay, something's happened and I've, I've slacked in my relationship with God. I've just lost that connection to him. Maybe it is uh, some sort of obstacle that's in the middle of your faith, in the middle of your way. Hebrews 12 describes um, laying aside every weight and the sin that clings closely to us and running with endurance the race that is set before us. So maybe there's something clinging on to your life that you need to repent of or, or get rid of that's an obstacle. Or maybe you need a friend or a, maybe it's an addiction that something people need to come alongside you and help you. And that's that's part of our struggle is is a lot of times we just pick up obstacles. Maybe you need help with that. It could be a a sense of failure. Maybe you sinned in such a way that you think, Jesus could never forgive me. This failure drags behind you like a chain. And and Jesus in 1 John 1 promises that if, if you confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It's like taking a bolt cutter to that chain that's dragging behind you. You can be free from past failures in Christ. Maybe there's an object of faith and it's shipped it's shifted from God into something else. Maybe your security is in maybe you've taken your eyes off him and said, I, I want this relationship to work, I want this job to work, I want this situation to work. And maybe you've like we all do, we're prone to wander, like the song like the song sang we a little while ago, we just we drift. Evaluate where your object of faith is. This psalm gives us hope that we can find that peace again. We can find that security in Him. It's our prayer today that you would evaluate where you are and that you would once again find security in your relationship with Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank You for our time together this morning. We thank You, Lord, that unless You build the house, we labor in vain. We thank you, Lord, that unless you watch over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. That unless you're involved in our life, that it's in vain that we rise up early and go to bed late, eating the bread of anxious toil. Lord, I pray that we would find our security in you and in you alone. And that in a relationship with you, in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ, that we would find peace and security like we've never known anywhere else. Would you let it be? We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.